Welcome to Pedagog, a podcast about teachers talking writing. I'm your host, Shane Wood. In this episode, Jack Downs talks about being an academic support specialist, health sciences, genre and audience awareness, responding to writing, and interdisciplinarity. Jack Downs is the Assistant Director for Academic Support at Washington State University Health Sciences in Spokane. Prior to WSU, Jack was an Assistant Professor of English and Writing Center Director at Whitworth University and Northwest University. His current research interests focus on health, medical humanities, and health sciences writing pedagogy. In another life, Jack published on 19th century British literary culture with a special interest in rhetoric and the history of the novel in English. His first book, Novels, Rhetoric, and Criticism, was released by Vernon Press in September 2022. You can find him on Twitter, at JMD Storyteller. Jack, thanks so much for joining us. Let's start by talking about your position as the Assistant Director for Academic Support and your experiences working with students in the health sciences at Washington State University, Spokane. Sure. Yeah, it's a it's a unique kind of position that uh, that I never really thought, well, it's not the kind of position you can go seek out because I don't think it exists anywhere else. Uh, it kind of grew uh, ad hoc out of needs on this campus um, that they realized they needed some writing support for health sciences students. So WSU is a you know state university, large system, uh, they have multiple campuses. This is the health sciences campus and, and they just over time realized they needed some, some kind of support for that. But nobody really knew what that would look like because our campus doesn't have, we don't, we don't have uh, gen eds or you know none, none of that stuff. Everybody comes here as a junior or as you know to start their program in whatever health sciences field they're studying. Or we have grad students, so we don't have humanities faculty on campus. We don't have gen ed faculty. We don't have you know sort of general sciences. It's all health sciences. So nobody knew what this would look like. Uh, so I've kind of crafted it myself over time. And um, I started off as just writing support, and then it, it expanded to include providing other kinds of academic support. So what I do now is I, um, I, I oversee our peer tutoring program. I, um, I supervise our second language. We have second language support. So I, I don't provide second language support, but I supervise our second language support and our uh, learning support. So that'd be like general sort of student, successful student strategies, stuff like that. But really my day-to-day, I do an awful lot of just sitting down one-on-one with students to talk about their writing. So I characterize it sort of as a one-person writing center. Uh, I don't really have a staff. I don't have uh, peer tutors. I don't have professional tutors. It's, uh, it is me uh, doing all of that stuff. And then, um, and, and I do workshops and that sort of thing, but that's, that's my job there. So I work with students in, in the context of um, just meeting whatever need it is that they seem to have. And sometimes they have a good sense for what they need. And sometimes they just show up and just, um, you know, sort of say, I need help. And we kind of do some diagnosing and figuring that out. But that's everything from like junior level, first semester nursing or speech and hearing students or whatever, um, doing small writing assignments, reflective writing assignments that they have to do for their clinical rotations, all the way up to, I have some doctoral students in nursing that I, or in other programs that I have regular sessions, I kind of coach them through their dissertation. Um, so they're getting some writing support on that end. And it's, so it's everything, that whole scope from very informal, general undergrad writing to really specific um, graduate writing. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting uh, job and not one that I ever set out to find, you know? 
Jack, you're situated in the health sciences. What are some of the conversations that are happening around writing? Yeah. So, I mean, all of this was for me, as far as the, the, the getting ready for the job was very, it was very learn as I go. Um, I, I did a, my PhD is at Texas Christian University, um, excellent rec comp program. And my, my research there was kind of a, a hybrid literature rhetoric, rhetoric, uh, uh, Program, so I, I got good training in rhetoric and composition, but I never, uh, I never envisioned myself doing this, and I never set myself up to specifically do health sciences writing. So I picked all that up along the way. Um, when I talk about it with students, it really depends on the context I'm in. But what I really focus on when I try to bring in um, a, a rhetoric composition uh, perspective, we talk a lot about genre awareness, and we talk a lot about audience awareness. Because there's a sense, I think, from from both faculty and students that um, that academic writing is simply academic writing. It is a it is a thing. Somehow they can't. Nobody can define it, but we know what it is somehow. And and really, the fact is, is that when I go in to talk to um, to you know nutrition, exercise, physiology students about writing up a case report on a client that they're working with in their clinical. Uh, that's m so different than talking to our our PhD in nursing students about the kind of research they're doing there. And really, I just have to hammer the genre awareness. And I, I, I do that with faculty as well is to just help them, you know, remember. I'm doing it right now. I've got a faculty member that I'm, I'm trying to help her reconfigure some of her writing prompts. And um, she has an assignment. She just calls it a, a formal paper. And so we're just kind of hammering out. When you say that, what do you mean? What are your what are your expectations there? What do you what do you think that means? Because what I try to tell uh, faculty, especially, is you get the writing you ask for. So um, if you ask for a formal paper, you're going to get whatever the students think of as a formal paper. It's that uh, David Bartholomew uh, inventing the university, right? Like I bring that up a lot, in, especially in graduate and when I'm talking to faculty. Uh, is that uh, when we ask students to write, we're asking them to imagine an audience, a context, uh, you know, all these kinds of things. And 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 so if we can clarify for them what that context is, they won't do as much guesswork on the front end and you'll get better writing on the back end. Um, so that's, that's really the way that I bring a lot of the rhetoric and composition um, uh, background in. Um, and it's always striking to me the way that when I go into a classroom and talk about some of these things that are sort of like, I feel like they're sort of first day of your comp theory class in grad school. Like it's relatively basic within the field, but I bring it up in places where nobody's ever thought about it before because they don't. Why would they? They're nurses and they're they're you know speech pathologists and they do that kind of work. And I exit and sometimes you know they'll pull me aside and go, "That was amazing. We've never thought about it that way before." And I just think within the field, it's really common sense. I'm not doing anything remarkable. I'm just bringing. Some of that composition, uh, compret awareness into the conversation. And that kind of changes everything. Because once you give students and faculty those tools that they've never considered before, they're they're smart. They they they're intuitive about some of it, as long as you can kind of get them thinking about it in the right way. At this point, because I've been here for seven or eight years, I I, I know what they're doing. Like I've gotten to know the, the stuff. But when I first started, uh, I wasn't equipped for it. And I I think that I probably made some some missteps in providing. Uh, advice and suggestions about things that made sense to me about transitioning between ideas or the way that we would organize a document or, you know, some of those kinds of things that just were like way outside of the uh, genre or disciplinary expectations for what they're doing. But a, a lot of what I, so when I realized I was doing that, I, I just started to ask questions when they came in. 
you know, tell me about the assignment. Can you show me like make, I mean, this is some of this is sort of basic writing center stuff. I, before I came here, I ran writing centers, a couple different schools. And it's, and I started to do the things that I was told my writing center uh, staff to do that I actually hadn't been doing myself, which is before I jump into somebody's writing, I want to know, what do you think you're doing here? Can you show me the assignment? What is, what is the assignment asking for? Show me the prompt, show me the rubric. And then let me ask you, when you say this thing, or when you say that you have to write through your discussion section, right? Like there's always a discussion section in your, in your science writing. What is the discussion section doing? And if they can't explain that to me, then we need to figure that out ourselves. So then we go, and so we do some of that background work. So I think the way that it would apply outward to providing support outside of like our, our disciplinary comfort zone in, in English or composition or the humanities more broadly is to just always take the time to ask questions and understand what the student thinks they're doing and then identify the places where they don't know what's being expected because that's where you got to dig in is if they're not clear about the expectation, uh, then, then, then that's where we need to figure out what's going on. So I just started to ask a lot of questions. I mean, that, I mean, it sounds really basic, but that was it. Just started asking questions. How do you lead workshops with faculty and what do these workshops look like in the health sciences? I think one thing we bump into a lot, and I'm sure it happens in other disciplines outside of English or the humanities more broadly, but I, I've noticed a lot here is that, um, um, faculty have sort of, uh, you know, they assume that, that, that students know what they mean when they ask for a particular kind of writing. So they'll assign a literature review. And a literature review in, in, in the sciences looks a lot different than a literature review in the humanities or in the social sciences or, you know, and, and even a literature review in, in, in nursing looks different than a literature review in the biomedical sciences. I mean, it's just, there's different expectations. And so I, I try to get them to see that they didn't always know how to do these things. And so the first question I always ask when I sit down uh, to talk to faculty about teaching writing is I ask them to try to remember uh, how they learned to write. And so the first thing I ask, I just have them write for five minutes, just reflect on how did you learn to write for your discipline and at a graduate level. And, I, and that's our starting point is to get them back in the headspace of being, you know, maybe a first year doctoral student or something and like being asked to do these things that, that they didn't know how to do then. And how did they get to where they are now where they're in tenure track positions and they're publishing and they're doing these things. And they're, you know, we're a research heavy campus because of uh, like a, 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 you know, we, we have um, like a lot of hard sciences research and we bring in grants from the, uh, like the department of defense to do all kinds of like health related research. And I asked them how they got to the point where they could even do that work. And once we can have that conversation, then they can start to see the way that they're asking for things that students maybe don't know how to do. Um, and, and that's, that's where we start from a lot of times. And I also emphasize the way that, and I, I'm trying to remember the scholar who talks about it. It's in my, I should have pulled it up. But anyway, uh, talks about the way that science writing is sort of invisible. In other words, there's, a, there's sort of a sense or an expectation that when we write in the sciences, we're just translating information directly to the page. There's no rhetorical dimension to it as far as, um, you know, how it moves from what we know to what's on the page. It's just a straight translation almost. And I try to get them to see that actually when they present it, they're making rhetorical choices. I try to get them to see that the way that an article is laid out, because there's pretty specific expectations in most science journals for that sort of thing, that the way it's laid out, those are rhetorical choices. We are actually doing some in, sort of interpretive work. We are making decisions about the way we present information. 
and start to get them to see some of these rhetorical dimensions that are um, across the discipline sort of invisible. Looking back at your grad school experience at TCU and thinking about where you are now in this academic support specialist position, is there something you wish you learned that would have helped prepare you more for health sciences writing? Yeah, that's a really good question because I shaped my my program uh, in the direction that I thought I was going to go. And so, uh, I, I mean, I had envisioned myself landing at, at you know, uh, a campus where I would be teaching, you know, actually, of course, teaching composition, but really, you know, teaching literature as well, and kind of one, a smaller campus where you're not, I didn't envision myself at an R1. I didn't envision myself in a place where I'd be focused entirely on composition or literature. My, my intention going to grad school was to be a, a lit professor. I mean, that was, that was where I was heading. Um, but I knew I'd always be teaching writing. So I didn't, I didn't force myself to explore some of the avenues in, you know, like the different ways that we might teach writing uh, when we get out there. I was thinking of comp one, comp two, and that was it. And, and so I could have done more myself because there's certainly more availability. If I'd known where I was going to land, I could have shaped it differently back then. But I think that what happened at TCU that was really useful, and, and I, of course, I just have that experience, and I'm sure that this happens in other, you know, comp rep programs at the graduate level, was just a, an emphasis on that if you, like how foundational it is to understand, um, you know, comp composition as, as, a, um, as a field of inquiry. That's important to think of it as its own thing. It's not something we do on the side. It's not something we do um, to augment or make it possible to like teach other things. It's that it, it, it is its own thing. And that in being its own field of inquiry and, and, and research, that allows us you know, the opportunity to explore and learn in ways that maybe you know, we wouldn't if we didn't consider it that way. And so I, they provided, just because of that sort of um, a, approach to it, uh, it provided the tools I needed to then go track stuff down on my own later. Um, yeah, and I think TCU is such a supportive environment that I really learned a lot about how I would want someone to respond to my writing, you know, when, when about how I would respond uh, to someone's writing because of how well I was supported as, uh, as a comp rat student and as a literature student. The best comment I ever got on a paper was uh, from Linda Hughes, who teaches um, Victorian literature at TCU, and she's she's an endowed chair, and 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 you know, but the best comment she ever gave me was I kind of half-assed an assignment, and uh, it was a short writing assignment, and I kind of like not giving it the attention it needed, and all she wrote on it was your thoughts deserve better than this, and and it was a it's a beautiful comment because she's saying what you're thinking, you've got some good ideas here, Jack, you just they deserve better than the effort you've given here, and I've I, I've kind of put that away, uh, I that's how I think when I respond to student writing is, I wanna tell them what they need to know, but I wanna be supportive at the same time. And that's something I got from TCU that was not necessarily in a course or, you know, it wasn't like explicitly stated in a syllabus or something like that, but just the overall sense of um, tell them what they need to know and do it in a way that, um, that keeps them moving, right? Like uh, we don't wanna crush any souls. We wanna keep people developing and uh, and getting better as writers. And that's that's something I really took away from TCU. But I could have pushed myself into technical writing and science writing and all those areas if I had known I would find myself in this office at this point in my life. Uh, but I did not, so. 
What are some advantages to having a robust student support services in this kind of institutional context? And what are some challenges you encounter as the assistant director? Um, I, I've always, since I've gotten in the classroom for my first, you know, I taught as a grad, grad assistant at TCU. I just, I love working with students. And so um, I, I miss being in the classroom because I, I, I really do like teaching and running a class. And I kind of, um, I know it's everybody's, it's August. So everybody on my Twitter feed is like, oh my gosh, syllabus design and all that kind of stuff. And I kind of miss that stuff. I, I, I really enjoyed putting a whole class together. But what I really like here is the chance to, I work with students one-on-one. I mean, I do workshops and I do you know seminars. Most of my work is sitting down with people one-on-one to work on, on, on their writing. And I really enjoy watching just that, that growth, uh, especially here in the health sciences where a lot of students walk in my door and they'll say, the undergrads are funny. They'll say, hey, now that I'm in my nursing program, I didn't think I was going to have to write anymore. Uh, and now I'm finding myself having to write. And I really like seeing, seeing students realize that they can get better and they can grow and they can become better writers. I love working with grad students uh, and seeing like, like a dissertation transform from like just one more box that they have to check to something that they really are invested in because um, they like what they're doing. And they like, uh, one graduate student has said that she's, um, like I talked to her a lot about the way that we, you know, we're writing, it's, it's, it's writing to, um, it's, an, it's a form of inquiry. We learn as we write. You know, we talked a little bit about some of the cognitive uh, research associated with writing. And she said now she doesn't see it as just like something she has to do to report what she's found. She sees working through her dissertation as a way to learn and grow as a researcher and a student. And I think that's really cool. So I love that stuff. Um, the challenges are that the health sciences, a lot of times, um, they're really siloed off uh, from the rest of, there's just, we need to work on interdisciplinary and interprofessional sort of stuff here. And I don't know if that's just our campus or if that's kind of a health sciences thing. And I, I say that just our campus. I think there's, a desire to do that kind of work, but nobody, it's its sometimes just hard to know where to start. And, and they tend to, everybody kind of tends to keep themselves um, to a certain extent. And it's also challenging to get folks to see that uh, there are other ways of writing that are valid uh, and, 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 and useful. And, um, and it's, 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 it's really hard. It's not so much the students, but sometimes the faculty um, they're not resistant in terms of not wanting to learn something or not wanting to do the work, but just they very much are keyed in on this is how we do it. And um, um, it's hard to get them to see how if I could just I've tried to pitch over and over again. Hey, why don't you all let me teach a um, like an intro to graduate writing in the health sciences class where I could hit some of these things and and just it could just even be a one credit sort of like weekly seminar class where we just like meet for an hour and talk through stuff just even a workshop kind of class and um and the response is always sort of hey that's a nice idea and they never they we never move forward with it um and it's hard to get them to see sort of the value of some of the things that we in composition like really value that um the process like that the process really matters that that that's where we learn that's where we not just learn the learn how to write, but we also learn the material that we're writing about. We learn the content process really matters. And uh, for them process, a lot of times seems like it's a series of boxes to check uh, instead of a recursive uh, process that we go through to uh, gain deeper knowledge and grow in that way. And and when I have time to do it and work with a faculty member, then a lot of times, you know, we get to that point. 
Uh, but the, the initial response, and if I don't have time to work with folks that way, is sometimes a little bit resistant to that. Um, and that's fine. I mean, they don't, they don't know what they don't know. I don't know what they're doing either. I mean, a lot of times I sit down with, with the work that I'm seeing them writing, and I, I just have to tell them, I got to believe the science here because there's no possible way for me to provide any feedback on that. Um, and, and that's fine. I don't have any problem with the fact that they just haven't thought about these writing concerns before. I think everybody's so busy, schedules are packed, stuff is going on, and they just feel, I think a lot of times, there's just a sense there isn't time to fit this one more thing uh, in either a students or faculty. Um, and that's, that's definitely a challenge. Thanks, Jack. And thank you, Pedagog listeners and followers. Until next time.